Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. This is the Tell Me More podcast. If you're new here, I'm Amanda Nielsen, and this is a show where I like to talk to interesting people about interesting things. So this is actually an example exactly of that. When I first started this podcast, I was thinking it would be just a conversation between me and whoever my guest was, and it would be like you guys were just getting to eavesdrop. Today's episode is a perfect example of that. My guest is an old friend. We were friends back when we were like 13 years old. She moved away from our school and we lost touch for a long time. Like we didn't talk for probably 15 to 17 years. (laughs) And now here she is coming over to my house and we're having a conversation about mostly parenting. She's got a young kid. As you guys know, I have two little kids. We talk about... How do you not screw your kids up? (laughs) How do you know what sports to put them in? When is it the right time to have your second kid? If you're a woman in the workforce, is having a kid and going on mat leave going to screw up your job? We talk about competition with other parents. So when you're always constantly looking at your kid and being like, oh, well, Sally's kid can read. Why can't mine? Stuff like that. And we talk about addiction. Is it genetic? Uh, Is that something to be worried about when you're having kids? Carly also was a horse rider for many years. So she talks a, a decent amount about that actually, and the effect it had on her body and what it meant to her growing up. So we talk about kind of the whole idea of when your kid has a passion for something, even if it might injure them or cost you a shit ton of money, do you do it anyways? I think it's actually just basically it's one of those conversations that it's just that it's just a conversation between two people. I actually really enjoyed talking to Carly and I think you guys will get something out of it too, especially if you have kids. So take a listen and let me know what you think. Thanks, everyone. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on the Tell Me More podcast. So today's special. We have an old, old, old friend in the home studio today, Carly Pontin. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah. I, re- I know you as Weston. Yes, yes. I go by that too. It's okay. Do you? <laughs> well, no. Have you? But... Le- you've legally changed your name. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who got married and like still haven't changed. They like go by their husband's name, but like on paper they haven't. I just changed. wanted it to be easy. That's like how, do it yeah. all. Like my well, the only one I think is my mechanic. Oh. He's like super old school, so <laughs> he don't even think he spells my maiden name right. I'm just like it's Carly Pont. Weston. Yeah, whatever you have me as. <laughs> the girl with, like, well, it used to be the Jeep. I yeah. just, I'm like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember me? Yeah. Okay, so Carly and I, we knew each other back in grade eight. So, like, did you know that was, like, 20 years ago, if you think about it? No. Think about how old you were in grade eight and how old we are now. It's I have been talking about our graduating year, and I'm like, <laughs> that was 17 years ago? Like, that's freaking nuts. So, yeah. Carly and I were really good friends, like, 20 years ago. What grade did you leave our school? 11. Okay. So we were friends up until then. And then we like lost touch. And yeah. I think it is maybe because like the internet and Facebook wasn't really around as much. I think so. I got mono at the yeah. end of grade 11. And so I was exempt from exams. Yeah. Which of course in grade 11 and not caring yeah. about school and thinking I was going to be a horse trainer. I was like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then you just never came back, right? Yeah, I did online, which the funny right. thing is online back then was like everybody's on, you know, with especially with yeah. COVID, everybody's online. Yeah. But it was, I went to what was called Rocky View Virtual School. Oh. And so it was pretty 
I think that, you know, like it was the beginning of online school pretty right. much. Like I want to say, I don't even think that, what is it? Phoenix oh, University yeah. kind of was like newer back right. then. And so, yeah, yeah. That was early yeah. 2000, like 2002. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So I did online <laughs> school, which meant I could slack off even more right. in grade 12, That's... being exempt from it, like, and not finishing grade, I mean, I finished grade 11, right. but yeah. not getting the curriculum in there, <laughs> didn't care to begin with, and then being exempt from exams, and then going into grade 12 with yeah. online and not still not caring. I was, I think I... I hated social, but I think I dropped, I think I tried to take accounting and I was like, what was I thinking? Like, so did you, you like ended up with a high school diploma though, right? Yeah. 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 So we lost touch completely for, I don't know, till like. Till we ran into each other yeah, at Walmart. In Walmart. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden we're in Walmart like three years ago. Cause you had your baby, like he was very little then. Yeah. And I'm like, Carly? <laughs> Like somehow I like made you either take my number or added you to Facebook or something like right then and there. Yeah, no, but it was good. <laughs> Is that like, how do you remember it? I remember just being like, take my number, like be my friend. <laughs> no, it wasn't that weird. Okay, good. No, but I think I was surprised because I feel like most people from that long ago don't recognize me. Yeah. So the fact that you immediately recognized me, I was kind of, I think that was what I was taken aback by. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, we used to be friends. What the fuck? Like, yeah. it was very like, oh. And then we like hung out a few times because we were both on mat leave and we like did walks and stuff. Yeah. And then lost touch again because great. I think that's just being an adult. Like we're just busy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so Carly reached out to me recently and was saying that she listened to the podcast and I don't know. We were just like, well, why don't you come on it? <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> I have no wisdom, but I like to talk. So <laughs> perfect. I remember like I have very specific memories of like, I had my own phone line back in grade eight and you and I would just like talk on the phone. I would talk to lots of people, but I remember like talking to you on the phone for hours. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Do you remember? I don't, I don't, I mean, it rings a bell, but like, I, I just like, feel like I don't have a lot of memories. <laughs> I'm actually really bad too. If you ask certain people, like I, they have like all these memories about like, you know, growing up and stuff. I'm like, literally no idea what you're talking about. But I have one memory of like laying in the office at my parents. I was like under the desk, like talking to you. So definitely <laughs> happened at least once. <laughs> anyway, so since we both like to talk, here we are. We're going to do this conversation. Um, okay. So what do I want to talk about today? I figure because we both have kids. And we went on a walk the other day to have like a pre-interview kind of thing and what we were going to talk about discussion. And we ended up talking for two hours about (laughs) kids essentially and just like life in general, I guess. Maybe we could focus on that since we're both kind of in the thick of it right now. So tell me about your son. How old is your son? Crosby is three and a half. Okay. And how is that going? (laughs) (laughs) You know, he is... He is his father's son. He is very laid back generally. Uh, I think uh, my niece, who I'm very close with, is nine months older than Crosby, and she is what I call spirited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Crosby is very laid back, but it doesn't mean he's not a toddler. So dinner time is my worst time right now. I can't stand it. I wish I could just go eat in my car or... (laughs) (laughs) I... Dinner time is still one of my least favorite times of the day. It's so annoying when you spend all this time making food that you know they're going to eat because half the time my kids don't eat what we're going to eat. So I'll make them something special because I'm that kind of parent. I don't for most of the time it's because it's spicy or something, right? I'm like not going to force them to eat it, but then they still won't eat what I freaking made them or they like 
do like it. They just take 45 minutes because they're playing and they're under the table and they're like making yeah. fart jokes and calling each other butt butt. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, oh, kids. Crosby's in that for sure. <laughs> like poopy this and poopy that. I'm just like, oh, why do we have to do this? <laughs> they call, My kids call each other butt crack. That's like what they call each other now. <laughs> I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Okay, so... We when we were walking the other day, we were talking about our like kind of fears about screwing our kids up. And I've talked about this on this podcast quite a few times actually. I'm just like really worried that I'm gonna have these kids that are assholes, <laughs> like or you know, traumatized in some way. Because you look around at the world and you just see it everywhere and you're like, Your parents fucked you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So what do you like how do we not fuck our kids up? I don't know. And I feel like I need to ask more you know, parents, like yeah. our, our parents, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said to my mom once, do you yell? Did you yell? I like, I don't remember you yelling and I you don't just, remember. I don't remember. Think, getting yelled I mean, at. when I was older, but like, yeah. at, I mean, and I guess I block all my childhood <laughs> out. So maybe she did yell a lot, Fair but enough. I don't know. I do think that there's more information out there. Like I do feel like our generation is way more like worried and aware yeah. and it's almost, I don't know. It's, double-edged sword kind of I worry though because everybody is so aware and it's like we want to have these well-adjusted kids who have all these experiences that we never got to have as kids and you know so we put them on you know the teams and we socialize them and we like you know introduce them to experiences and blah 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 but then it's like then our lives become totally engulfed by our kids lives so then all of a sudden you're living for just your kid because you don't want to screw them up by neglecting them so then you do almost too much do you know what I mean yeah I worry about that too I even took Crosby to the grocery store today he wanted to get a pumpkin so I was like yeah sure let's go get a pumpkin be the cool mom don't be pissy mom so (laughs) off we go to the grocery store to get a pumpkin and then I got him a sucker and it just becomes a whole like a whole thing like the sucker for the rest of the, and then I'm like, I shouldn't have given you the sucker and yeah. is giving him the sucker and giving him treats and taking him to see pump, you know, grab yeah. pumpkins because he wants to get pumpkins. Is that fucking him up? Like, no, I don't think so at all. I think that it's nice to know that your parents will go out of their way to do something for you. Right. So if every day he said, mom, I want a pumpkin. And you said, okay, honey. And then mom, I want a bag of M&Ms. Okay, honey, whatever you want. Mom, I want to go to the toy store. Okay, honey. That's like true. if it was every single day, whatever he wanted, he got, that would be completely different. But yeah. I think that I can tell by the way that you're talking right now that he, that's definitely not the case. And I, if you always were like, no, we're not getting a pumpkin. Are you crazy? It's not even close to Halloween yet. Like you dummy, like yeah. that would be fucking him up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's, but I think what happens though, sometimes is you get wrapped up in this. Like I have these friends who their daughter is just like, she's their only and she's the same age as McKenna. So she just turned four and they are great parents. She has this house filled with toys and like, she definitely doesn't want for anything. Not that our kids do either, but it's like, she has a million princess dresses, like any toy you can, you can imagine she has. And I've talked to her mom about it before and she says, well, I'm like, did you, are you doing this because, you know, maybe you felt you didn't have toys growing up, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, sort of, because I didn't have a lot growing up and I didn't get whatever I wanted. But she's like, I'm mostly doing it because I just find really good deals on this stuff. And it's not like I'm like spending a bunch of money because I'll get them and then I'll resell it. So I end up making 
She's like, I can pretty much guarantee that it's a wash. Like what I sell it for, I usually sell it for more than I buy it for. And so pretty much we're just renting these toys. And like, she just got like, literally you should see this house. It's just a house full of toys. But then what she did the other day was she redid her whole bedroom and she's got this amazing Elsa frozen bed now. It's this bunk bed with these lights and the curtain, like the bedroom you would have dreamed of as a kid, right? And she was showed it to me and it's amazing. And she goes, this is the room I would have loved to have as a kid. And I was like, yeah, me too. But I, all I can think is like, your daughter doesn't know any different. Like to her, this is just a room. Like she isn't like, I'm so lucky I get this room. Do you know what I mean? Because, and I worry about my kids with that too, because they have never like really wanted something. And when they finally get it, they're so happy. They just always kind of get what they want. Yeah. Actually, I was listening to uh, Dax Shepard's podcast, like one of the early on ones. And he was talking about how his kids don't know that their life is any different. Yeah. So but he was also, I think it was one with Ashton Kutcher and he was saying, they were saying they're not going to, you know, give them money. Like they're going right. to have to go to school and work for themselves. Yeah. So I think maybe it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Maybe we're just like putting too much thought I, into I it. I do think so. Although I think I've told this story on here before. The one, Colton was two and we got in the car and the car seat was really hot. It was like summer and he touched it and he goes, oh, this car seat's so hot, mom. Can I buy a new one? And I'm like, you think you can just buy something new every time you don't like it? And yeah. I'm like, what have I been teaching you? Like you literally anything you want, I just get you. So I have kind of been more like put it on your birthday list, you know, because like that's you don't want your kids to totally get nothing ever, but I think that we need to have a happy medium. Yeah. My mom actually is, I don't want to say bad. Like she's great. She's a great grandma, but like whenever, you know, she's with him, he probably gets a toy or ice cream. And so because of that, and he gets a lot of hand-me-downs from my niece, we don't buy a ton and, Mm -hmm. you know, but there still have been occasions when we've gone and it's almost like the two times you go, then he's like, can we go to the toy store? And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. And when else have we been able to say though, that the toy store is closed? Like the one thing with the pandemic, I was like, actually the toy store is closed indefinitely. We don't know when it's going to reopen. Although Colton then learned about Amazon and ordering things online and he goes, well, why can't we just order it online? And I was like, oh no, you're too (laughs) smart. (laughs) I I wanted to talk about the um, like grandparents thing too because when my kids were first born it kind of annoyed me that like you know grandma would get them whatever they wanted candy what like food like you know just like treats or toys or whatever but now I'm thinking it's actually kind of special like I didn't really grow up with grandparents and isn't it cool that my kids have you know they've got a structure life at home with us where we don't really give them that much. Like very rarely do they get, well, I was about to say very rarely do they get treats, but I'd be lying. I definitely (laughs) give them treats, but it's not like every day or anything. Right. But it's like kind of nice that they have these grandparents that are going to spoil them. Like, isn't that the job of grandparents? Yeah. You know what? We met with some, some other parents from our, the kids with our day home. And one of the guys was saying how his, he said to his dad, like, you weren't like this with me. And his dad said, because my job was to raise you. Now my job is to, to be fun. Yeah. And so I think that's like, that's, I kind of go back and forth between that. Don't want my kid to be an asshole need to like teach him like manners and all that. And then like, Oh, I don't want to be like a slave driver mom. Like, 
always, you know, telling him what to do. Yeah. And he is pretty easygoing. So I feel like, you know, he's going to grow up being like, she was always micro, like I am a micromanager. And so I'm micromanaging my kid now. And he's going to be like, just leave me. Like, so do you worry about that though? Like the micromanaging and helicopter parenting and always looking over and like, are you going to fill out his job applications when he's, (laughs) you know what Uh, I mean? Because I can see how I would do that. Yeah, I don't know as he gets older if it's going to be the same thing. I do think that the... I feel like, to be honest, it's my animal background, like training animals, okay. like riding horses. Like you were... You had a 1,200-pound animal. And I, you know, you know, I loved my... Yeah. I loved my horses. I loved my animals. But they needed to behave. Oh. So, you know, as much as as I wanted to spoil them and give them all the things. And I know like kids aren't animals, but I do feel like deep rooted in me is the desire to have a well-trained children, (laughs) well-trained children. Yeah. I get it. So, you know, I think, I think that's going to come out and will continue to kind of come out as he gets older. And as I can kind of explain to him, like, you know what, you can, yeah, you can fill out this job application and you can do a shitty job and you're not going to get the, you're not going to yeah. get the job yeah. or, you know, I'll give you advice. I'll, yeah. hu- you know, I'll help you if you ask, but there's no, a I don't think I'm going to do it for them. Yeah. I think there's a big difference in doing it for them and, uh, like giving advice and, you know, here I'll coach you through this and mentor you through it because that's, I think what we, what our job is as parents is to be like a mentor and a coach and a yeah. leader and, a, you know, we give them love obviously, but like. Like your friend said, like our job is to create these humans to unleash into the world. And if our kids don't even know how to fill out their own job application or make those mistakes themselves, like I heard somewhere that people at, um, you know how they have job fairs and stuff, like mm-hmm. parents are going without even their kids there and handing out resumes and stuff and like scoping out jobs for their kids or universities and stuff. And it's kind of like, where's the kid, you know, sitting at home playing Xbox. <laughs> I feel like parenthood is exhausting as it like right now as yeah. it is. Like the more we can like back off, the, yeah. the more I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's what I was just saying. Like before we hit record, I was saying we let Colton go to the park and it's just amazing. And McKenna's watching her TV shows. So me and Kirsten could actually get some stuff done. And it's just like when you don't have to be with your kid every minute. Oh, I'm like such a good feeling. <laughs> I think that's more my struggle is because Crosby's in day home 40 hours a week. When I get home, I want to dedicate my time to him. But I think as he gets older yeah. and, you know, maybe as we think about a second, I'm kind of like, okay, this world isn't about you. Yeah. Um, I need to empower you, like go find a toy, you yeah. know, but there's entertain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's like boredom fosters creativity. Totally. So I think yeah. that's, you know, that's my struggle or, you know, is just, it's the guilt. Ultimately yeah. it's the guilt, but. So why do you think you have this guilt? I have no idea. Cause again, <laughs> I don't really remember my childhood yeah. and I like one, at one point I was kind of like, what is it all for? Like, if you don't remember, if they don't remember it, as long as you're doing, you're, you know, being a decent parent, then what is it all for? Like, I think about even, you know, because one of my biggest fears is addiction. Yeah. And intervention. I was obsessed with intervention. And so many of them, it's like, they were a happy child. And so it's like, again, even the happiest child, does it really, does it really matter? (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying you want your kid to be unhappy. I know what you're saying, though. But when you hear they were a happy child, that's coming from the parents or the people around them. 
like you could say that, but were you paying enough attention? Like, you know what I mean? Just True. because it's said 30, 40 years down the line when like Uncle Jim is a crackhead on, under the bridge. It's like, well, he was such a happy child. It's like, was he though? We don't know. Yeah. Like I think because addiction, let, uh, let's talk about that actually. So like, why were you, why do you find such an interest in it? Well, my dad was slash is as far as I know an alcoholic he was a functioning alcoholic and he became addicted to meth he was addicted to meth for at least seven years um I don't have a relationship with him my sister does so I could likely ask her but it's just one of those things I guess she's more recently been in touch with him so it's kind of a uh, you know a touchy thing Mm -hmm. we have different perspectives on it so I haven't really dive too deep into it as to like what he's like or what he's doing but I mean he's a pretty he he was able to quit smoking cold turkey Mm -hmm. but from what I know about meth it's not a cold really a cold turkey like the relapse rate is like 98 percent or something how do you even get into meth like how does that do you know how that happened uh he was a truck driver or is I mean, he, I think he's pretty much retired now, yeah. but he, you know, I think there was easy access to it given okay. that, you know, I think that, and I want to say cocaine, Okay, you know, yeah. to stay up. I know a lot of truck drivers are big into cocaine, right? Yeah. To stay yeah. up. Yeah. Right. So you, you know, my dad used to go to the States, so mm-hmm. he would be gone for a week and, you right. know, just get there as soon as he could basically you yeah. know meet your deadlines yeah, and yeah. so the longer you can stay up the faster you can get there wow it's kind of crazy to think about how many people are on the road yeah and those big trucks too like that's actually kind of scary yeah never really thought about that yeah so he had you know friends trucker friends yeah. and I you know again I I at the time like this all kind of came to a head and I found out about it when I was 18 around 18 I guess like things had been going on before that was he really good at keeping it hidden like the alcoholism were you guys as a family kind of aware did you think oh dad just likes his beer yeah it was dad just likes his beer like he was a functioning he was drinking all the time yeah um not like you know you weren't necessarily noticing like cans yeah you know it wasn't he wasn't cracking one open after the other right there was always some sort of a drink. Right. Um, we used to, I mean, living in the country, you would keep your bottles and yeah. your cans. And yeah, like, yeah. we would have like those rain barrels full of Budweiser yeah. and we'd get like 80 or a hundred bucks when we went to the, yeah. to the depot. And that's the thing. Like it never, I don't want to say I'm like it never sitting here really... being like, Ugh. as you like look over, there's like a thing full of bottles right there. And we usually get that much too. Yeah. It was nothing like, like rain barrels. <laughs> no, I know like, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we'd, you know, put them all in the back of the truck. Yeah. And it was the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. No, it wasn't really, it, it didn't, I don't want to say it didn't affect me. It definitely right. did affect me and it affected my mom's relationship and therefore yeah. me and, and yeah. you know, when things kind of came to a head, but I didn't know. I didn't really notice. Right. I didn't really notice it, I guess. And do you think that <coughs> um, addiction is like they say it's genetic, right? So do you think in your dad's case and maybe you don't know the answer to this, like, do you think it was more genetic or did he have some sort of trauma or he just, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's so hard with genetics. Like yeah. his dad was an alcoholic. OK. Yeah. So I, I can't deny yeah. that there's got to be something there. Yeah. Um, but. I'm not an alcoholic. I was going to ask you, like, what's your relationship with alcohol? I don't really drink. No, you don't. Oh, interesting. And is that because of your life growing up? 
Uh, not really. It's, I think I, I had some days, like I want to say early twenties yeah. where I was, <laughs> I don't want I wouldn't, I don't know if it was blacking out probably, yeah. but browning um, out, they call that where you sort of remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, Mike and I were together and he, you know, I would wake up in the bathtub. Oh no. Yeah. You know? And like one time he was like, I was actually kind of scared because you, I, you went to have a bath and then I heard the blow dryer on. <laughs> <laughs> felt like I had to do my hair <laughs> right dry my hair and yeah. then um I was I guess I passed out on the like yeah next to the door and so he couldn't get the door open but he's like the bathtub and the hair dryer like this seems like a recipe for disaster <laughs> none of this adds up to safety yeah so I definitely was like okay you gotta like dial it back and okay. we had met some some friends from Calgary actually we met them in Jamaica oh. and one of them was a GM of a bar so oh, okay. of course we were you know yeah we were all just in that stage right, right. partying and drinking and totally. free drinks and I was like okay just because they're free and yeah. there's you know like a ton of them doesn't mean you need to drink all of them good for you for like being aware of that and stopping it like I for sure have that problem I was talking to my friend Aaron about that the other day because we work together and there'll be these work functions with unlimited booze right like back in the day you know oil and gas especially not even back in the day still up until recently (laughs) and then it's like you just kind of like it gets away from me and next thing you know I'm just like drunk (laughs) like what have I done like why you know what I mean like and I was doing it way too often I actually was like starting to worry that I had a drinking problem for a while because I was like I'm getting like out of control way more often than I should so then I I stopped drinking for a month I did like sober January or whatever just to see if I could honestly I was like I don't know if I can and then I could and I it actually wasn't that hard at all so now I'm like okay you're not an alcoholic but I have um control issues like what is that word like overindulging you know not knowing when to stop yeah but I don't know that I necessarily see that as alcoholism yeah no I agree like, I mean, if you know, if you're aware of yeah. it and you're kind of like, okay, take it easy. Like, but what I'm is the, it. what is it when you can't, like you, once you hit that point and you just can't turn it off, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there is something in there to just kind of be aware of. So you kind of had a little bit of that and then you were just like, eh, I'm good on the drinking or. Yeah. On the okay. drinking. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I never got into beer or wine. Yeah. Okay. So, and here's a story about my dad, for instance, yeah. is I want to say I was about five or six and we were at SeaWorld. So you do have memories. Uh, yes. Bad <laughs> ones. It's like all the bad ones. Oh, no. And it wasn't a, necessarily a bad one, but this, I swear that this is the reason why I never got into beer is we were at SeaWorld. I was thirsty. I asked for water and he gave me what I thought was going to be refreshing cold water. And it was warm beer. Like what parent gives their kid beer? First of all, uh, when they say they're thirsty, like that's, you know, and I don't know if it was a joke or what, but I, how did your mom react to that? I don't really even remember. Like, again, I, it must've been a joke or maybe she wasn't there. Like it wasn't like he was trying to get me drunk. I think he was probably just like, I don't have anything right now, like, but this, so what your whistle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, well, (laughs) disgusting. And like Mike's into beer and he's, you know, come quite the beer connoisseur and he's like, try this one. It's like chocolate and try this one. It's like berries and they're all beer. They're all like one was apple pie. Like I, I agree. Yeah. It tasted like apple pie, yeah. but it was beer. It yeah. still has that beer taste. So right. I never really got into beer, wine. Right. I like vodka, but I'm just, the taste of alcohol is just kind yeah. of disgusting to me. So it has to be a tasty drink. Yeah. 
Um, and I have to, I think I have to kind of be in the mood. The last few times I've had a couple drinks, I've actually gotten a headache, like mid, you know, second or third drink. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there goes that. And this I, this is probably not drinking yeah. enough, so yeah. to speak. But <laughs> You just got to get over that hump, Carly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Wait till the buzz kicks in. You're good. Uh, yeah. And I think it's just that, like, I've always, um, I thought it was nice to be, you know, the crack open a beer on, yeah. a, on a, like a cold beer on a hot day. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's refreshing yeah. or it's just, it's not, yeah. I've never, I've never got it. Yeah. So, but I do enjoy my pot. Oh, okay. So, and you know, it's obviously easier to get. I mean, yeah. I had a, I have chronic back pain, so right. I had a prescription. Right. Um, I should get it actually a lot cheaper <laughs> with a prescription. Oh, but, is it? Yeah. Oh. Oh. And yeah. do you still go to the like the stores to get it with it, or do you go somewhere else? Like, how do you get it with a prescription? What's the difference? You buy it. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you can. I'm, if you can buy it in the stores with a prescription, I, it's been a while. But you, because I had it before it was legal, mm-hmm. so you were buying it online through oh. like Aurora, for and instance. They mail it to you. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, so that's convenient. Yeah. So I definitely. I mean that. But again, that for me is never. I don't know what it is with addiction. If it's like the feel, like because you hear about mm-hmm. like alcohol or you know even drug addicts mm-hmm. it's like it just it numbed me or yeah. made me things go away yeah. like I think again because mine my it's it's for pain yeah. it's not like I'm getting away from anything yeah like I find it like the whole alcohol parent conversation is really interesting I was talking to people about this last night even like like even like you and your sister, I don't know what her relationship is, but like you guys are raised in the exact same household. And oftentimes you'll see one um, person kind of be like you be like, well, I saw it growing up. I didn't really want any part of it. I'm not really into it. And then let's say the other kid becomes an alcoholic and their excuse is, well, of course I'm an alcoholic. Look what, how I was raised. Do you know what I mean? It's the way different people see things. And it's not only just addiction. It could be anything. Like if your parents are a narcissist, you become one or, you know, I don't know. Even my, my mom had a baby when she was, you know, she was pregnant when she was 16. She had him just after she turned 17 and she never had a conversation really that I recall with me about like, safe sex or I just remember, you know, there was this, and I I did find out, she did tell me about my brother and I, I have a relationship with him now, which is really cool. But, um, I just like, she, I found out about him when I was 11 or 12, but I just remember thinking like if she, she had this picture on the wall of him as a, as a baby, as a newborn, like Mm -hmm. in the hospital, cause she gave him up right from the hospital. And I thought if she, gave him up like that. I know how hard of a decision that was for her. So I thought if she didn't think she could do it, having a kid must be really hard. And you know, like you can't just do it. I mean, you can do it obviously if you know, you try real hard. So you put that together on your own though. Like you never had anybody tell you that, which is so interesting because a lot of people when their parents have babies young then they do it too yeah it's almost like like permission right yeah they don't know any better and they're like well that's what you do you know and I think that's kind of what I think about even with I don't worry about it for some reason I think I would like Crosby to have his first drink with us yeah Um, I want to be open about that but then when I thought about it with pot like obviously smoking is a little bit different. Like I'm not, I don't smoke in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to go out into the garage or go yeah. outside. And that's what I don't like about it. It's not, it's less of a social thing, Yeah. but I, you know, and it's not like I'm hiding it from him, but yeah. I mean, 
it's not a like smoking isn't really it's a kind of a dirty habit yeah. like i never smoked cigarettes and he's not gonna really know the difference between smoking weed and smoking cigarettes so if you say especially at this age right yeah and i think there's you know there's vaping and yeah. you know all sorts of th- which i think vaping has its own it's gonna have its own problem we're yeah. gonna find out about yeah. that that that's not Popcorn great I, I mean i think it's probably better yeah but I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want him to have like his first joint with me. Like, because I don't think that it's a gateway drug, but I'm like, there's something different about, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Hot versus alcohol. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think as time goes on though, by the time he's of the age to even partake in anything like that, I think things might change and maybe even like just the stigma and the way you feel about it though, because like, if you're willing to have a drink with him, I think that, like, what is the difference if you're going to smoke a joint with him? The smoke, maybe, like, eat an edible with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something, you know what I mean? Like, I do think there's something towards, like, the legality of it, I yeah. think, because, you know, I was reading this book called Beautiful Boy, and it's about, uh, there's a movie, Steve Carell's in it. There's a movie oh, about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the boy has that. a meth addiction. Yeah. And I was, I read through it, and the dad actually told his son about how he smoked pot and he was kind of, and when he ended up smoking pot with him, with his son and he ended up, he regretted it. He thought that that was a bad call. But do you think it was the gateway to, and no, that boy would have gotten, I think that in this situation there was, yeah, yeah, I think ultimately they're going to get it if they want it. I think the kind of person who's going to have a meth addiction or even any kind of addiction, like they're going to end up having that, regardless of if their mom smokes a joint with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I guess it depends on what context and how it's done. Like if you have a house with joints all over the place and you guys are always like looking for another way to get fucked up. Like that might, that's that's, true. It's like, it's probably more the lifestyle versus the fact that you just, you know. Yeah. I was listening to something the other day too, about who you expose your kids to, like whether you, you know, if you have not like, you know, bad people who are going to molest them or anything, but I'm talking like even just, you know, your friends come over and they're kind of bums. They don't have good jobs and they like to sit around and I don't know, smoke pot all day or something, right? Like, do you let those kind of people be around your kids? And I think we need to like trust our kids, obviously not little ones, but like when they get to certain ages to have this like judge, be able to judge character and let them like try it out. Let them you know, be around different kinds of people and be exposed to different kinds of things and circumstances so they can develop their own opinions on things and then maybe create a relationship with your kid where you can have open conversations to be like, okay, well, you know how Jimmy came over the other day and he was talking about how he doesn't have a job and sits around and plays Xbox all day. Like, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good way to live? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of like spiraling right now. But I think like totally hiding certain parts of the world from your kids, like, isn't really the best thing. You no. want to protect them, but. It's you- true. And teach them and have like open yeah. conversation. And I think, you know, even, you know, Mike says like we are families, like, you know, we, we have jobs, we're mm-hmm. employed, we, you know, we're, we're doing okay. We've done good things. So, but even, you know, I said to Mike one day, you know, we're doing pretty good for our age, mm-hmm. like, you know, and he was like, yeah, but it's just what you do. And I'm like, no, but it isn't what you do because I had actually, so I also, I, uh, managed some rental properties for my boss mm-hmm. and I, 
rented one of his units to a meth addict. Meth just surrounds your life. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I should have like- known. And you know what? This was like, I was trying to be like a better, a good person and not judge. My first cue was they said that they got their phone on Kijiji. And I was like, oh, drug, drug dealer. Like, but then I thought, you know, not everyone has, you know, maybe they broke, just bought a phone, yeah. broke their phone. Like yeah. people don't necessarily have a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Like phones aren't cheap. So, True. you know, there were a lot of things that I, I missed, but that was kind of, you know, Mike was like, you just do it. Like, it's yeah. just what you do. And yeah. I was like, but it's not because not there's everybody. a lot of people who don't do that. Yeah. And, and for instance, this, this girl, her, you know, and it, like, I think we had touched on it before. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily like you would, her dad's a lawyer, her mom's a judge. Right. And, you know, but to your point, maybe they were just really, really busy. Yeah. Not around. So this is the problem with when you have pre-interviewed chats. <laughs> we had this like really good conversation and now we're kind of just like touching on it. But essentially what we were saying was you're like, well, she turned out to be a, a meth head. Is that what they're called? Or like, you know, a drug kind of person. Druggy. Who, <laughs> a druggie who like is a terrible renter. And how like, how is that possible when she had such good parents, like a lawyer and a judge? And we were kind of just like having the conversation of like, just because people are well-educated and have a good job doesn't mean they're going to be good parents. And I think you could be really poor and, you know, work as, I don't know, wherever, but, um, you, you know, and just be the best parent ever and provide all of this love and guidance, you know? So like having money and providing us like financially secure life doesn't really do much. Like, you know, Steve-O, I don't know why yeah. he just popped into my head. Steve-O is like a fucking nut. Like he's like a huge addict. Like look at the shit that he did, like in Jackass and all that stuff. Like he like destroyed his body and he's like crazy, but he was raised like really well off. Like his dad had so much money and really? he like went to private school in England. Like he was like, so that just shows that having money does not equal a well-balanced human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or even, you know, yeah. Well-educated parents with, with good jobs. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't equal a good, a good kid. And no, because they could just so. they, like, like we were saying a judge and a lawyer, those, those professions, you work long hours, like as if you have time to really parent your child. Yeah. And that's like another thing is, you know, with these long hours and I was commuting downtown and now I'm working from home, I'm finally realizing like, wow, I barely saw my kids. Like I would rush home, you know, and I left, like I worked kind of early hours. So I would try to leave downtown by three 30 or four but still, by the time I got home and picked them up, like I only had a couple hours with them because it takes an hour to get home and then you got to cook dinner and, you know, and then they're little, they go to bed at seven, seven thirty. <laughs> it's like, is this how the world, is this how life is supposed to be? Like, I don't yeah. know. And then you worry, oh, am I fucking them up? Cause I'm not spending enough time with them. And they spend so much time at daycare or at school. And like, I don't know. I think it's probably ultimately about just being present. Like yeah. as long as you're there in their life and yeah. you're, you know, providing like, you know, when they, when they need you, I'm not saying every time yeah. they say come play, that yeah. you play. Like I definitely like, said, I want a pumpkin. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I get it. I think doing that stuff is actually special and awesome. He's, yeah. I'm yeah. more about, ex- and I, it's interesting because you don't, I don't know. Does anybody know what kind of parent they're going to be? But I think I was, <laughs> you know, like I would say I'm relatively, um, uh, you know, imaginative, yeah. but I cannot stand playing cars. Like, I'm just like, where is this car going? What is he doing? Like, what is, tell me, I'm almost want to say like, you tell me what you want yeah. me to do and we can do that. And because I think it, they always say it's wrong when you do it anyway. That's true. Like, yeah. I hate playing with my kids. I hate it. 
I, I think it was Brene Brown. My, my chiropractor actually mentioned it. Cause she's, you know, good people. And yeah. she said she was the same, like I've heard a few, uh, several people. And I think talking about it is so good as well yeah. to be like, Oh, you hate playing cars. Great. Yeah. Me too. So it's not just, yeah. I'm not a shitty mom. It's no, just, yeah. you know, and um, she'd said giving them options. So I'll tell Crosby, we can color, we can do Play-Doh or we mm. can bake something. Like yeah. I'm more of the activities. I love oh, okay. to like, let's go for a walk. Like one yeah. day it was raining and I was like, let's go splash in puddles. And nice. like, Crosby didn't want to. And I was just like, this is the friggin' what worst. Kind of like kid what are kid you? doesn't want to go out and like <laughs> have their umbrella and splash in? It wasn't cold. And yeah. he was just like, no. And I'm like, but I don't want to play. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> like I'll take him to a, he's into construction. Yeah. So of course that's everywhere in Calgary. I'll get him in the car and we'll go like get yeah. out and go look at construction. Like Aww. I'll do that all day long and I'll talk about it. And you're a good but mom. But it's just the, the cars, the cars is like, <laughs> <laughs> You just got to have two kids so they play together. That was what I did. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm like, true. I don't want to play with you anymore. I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Your little sister will play with you and you guys can call each other butt butt or butt crack or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Mike has said that and I'm like, it's <laughs> ship hasn't sailed, but yeah. I'm like, well, the kid's not going to play with him for a little while and he's probably going to be over it. Yeah. But And then like we were talking about this too, the whole struggle. And I think a lot of people do struggle with this when like, as a woman, when you have your job, when you want to have a family or expand your family, you really have to think about how that's going to affect your career. And it's yeah. really annoying. So does that play a part in your decision? 100%. Yeah. I would have had a kid way sooner. Interesting. Way sooner. So I've, what is that? What's going on in your head about that? Um, I think I wanted to get enough. And it's funny because like, what's enough? It still doesn't, to be honest, it still doesn't feel like enough, but I wanted to get enough tenure in that it was mm. like, you value me. Like, right. you know what I'm, I'm not I'm capable of. Yeah. I'm you irreplaceable. Want me back. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so I found, I don't want to say my job is nothing special. Yeah. It's, uh, it's super special to me. Like yeah. it's my, if you know, you know anything about me? I love ice cream. So, <laughs> so what do you do? What's your job? Uh, I work at Marble Slab Creamery head office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just, I really enjoy, I, you know, the perks are great, yeah. but it's, and ultimately I, I'm the assistant to the president. So, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of started as just, you know, be my assistant, um, but I have a background in construction. So I basically project manage our store development Mm -hmm. so when a store comes along we you know I review the drawings I tender the job we find a contractor and I kind of keep in touch with them and and manage the the job as it goes along so I didn't really do as much of that I worked at a condo developer before Mm -hmm. so uh, but I do I handle a lot more of it now and I I think it's just more interesting being that it's an ice cream shop (laughs) so (laughs) but any given day is different like we there's also a popcorn company so ice cream and popcorn perfect and you know I there's just so much, so many things like right now we've, we've most of the popcorn locations were in malls and malls uh, thanks to COVID yeah. are pretty much decimated. So, yeah. um, there was a pivot basically in March, like how do we, how do we save this? And yeah. so we're pre-bagging the popcorn was basically, you know, you it's, it was 
popped on site, kept in warmers, so you got it warm. Oh, okay. In like a, a bag, like you get at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we're bagging it and sealing it, so it's shelf stable, mm. and we're selling it in Marble Slabs, so you oh. can get your ice cream and your popcorn. Oh, okay. So you know, this week, for instance, I'm you know managing popcorn orders and you know i was at the apple store today buying phones for my boss's kids like it's just every day is different and it's definitely stressful and that there's like i don't know how especially we lost people due to covid i it just manage there's there's not enough time in the day and if i didn't have a kid i would be totally addicted to my job oh i you know i'd be working longer hours and mike would totally support that because he would be too but okay yeah I just really, yeah, I really love my job. I, you know, I'm going, having a kid once, you know what kind of transition you go through. Yeah. And a year is a long time. So would you be willing to take a shorter mat leave? No. Yeah. I think I still want, I I mean, I took 21 months. Okay. I mean, so I don't think I'd take that long necessarily Mm -hmm. for the number, number two, but I, you know, I wouldn't, don't even think I'd take 18 months. Yeah. Cause I know now that I, I really like working. And and you'd be worried that, you know, your boss is going to need somebody to replace you while you're gone and you don't want them to be too good. (laughs) Yeah. Good, but not too good. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want them to be good that they don't screw things up. Yeah. And I guess he's been through quite a few people. I didn't know until later on, but people were like, Oh, you've been around a little while. He must like you. And I'm like, okay, that's good. And, but I mean, I think there's still that, I mean, I made it through a pandemic. I'm still there, but there's still a, you know, there's, I, I, I'm not saying there's nothing special about me, but there are people out <laughs> yeah. there who can do the job as well. Yeah. And that's, it's so like, I want to say not fair, but it like, it is what it is. But you know, like our counterparts, our husbands, or even just men in, you know, even my company, they're having kids at the same kind of rate that I am, but I had to take two years off work to, you know, have these kids. And then you know, as a mom, you're so distracted by your kids, especially when they're little, right? So even when you get back to work, you're constantly thinking about them and they get sick. You got to leave work to go pick them up. It's just having a career and trying to build your career is really, really difficult as a mom. Yeah. I think that's one thing. And again, I feel a little bit guilty about it, but I'm so busy at work that I don't think about and good. it's it's good yeah. because I don't. He's feel, older I don't now feel, too, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah. don't feel the guilt though. It's yeah. just kind of like this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm good. so busy. The days like I was home last week, working from home, and it was the longest week, the longest days. Like yeah. my days fly by. I blink and and they're gone. And I wish there was more time. Wow. But I yeah I I that's where I'm supposed to be. And yeah. I mean I'm kind of like how long can I ride this out before he's like I don't know. Try yeah. someone new. I I don't know. But. Well, I doubt that'll happen. It's just like you, now you just got to decide. Like, do I do this second baby thing or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friends are like, "How are you working in an ice cream company?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna have diabetes." But <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. And even you're right though. Surviving COVID because ice cream is not really an essential kind of thing that everybody needs you know it's more of a treat so the fact that you guys are still you know working and yeah I mean and Mike works for Coca-Cola so the two of us like pop and ice cream are not essential but I mean (laughs) grocery definitely saved yeah saved coke but 
yeah, Michael even say, you know, I'll take, I'll take paternity leave. And I'm like, well, I do want to take the time with my kid. Would you split it maybe or no? You're... I don't think so. I think, you, you know, want to have that it's year. hard, but I did. I, I think that that's one thing that I can say that I had that time, yeah. time with my kid, but Mike's it's been really with for 13 years yeah. now. So he I'm like, take... <laughs> right. It's like, you could take two years and people would be like, see you in two years. Yeah, that's... So it's kind of easy to say in a way, like I'll do it. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, and he even said, you know, says like, there's no reason you should worry about not having your job at yeah. this point or even six months or a year ago. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just being a woman and you know like even like like we talked about i mean even if you do split it you still are taking time off to have the baby you're still going through that i think also it's just that transition of like the hormones and all that like like family planning in general is just kind of a like i don't know back in the day when the mom just stayed home it was just much simpler but then moms were miserable (laughs) because they you know felt so tied to their families you know it's nice to have your own identity and stuff but at the same time like what happens to our bodies as moms like it's crazy what these kids do to us like like I remember Colton had his first like sickness where I don't remember how old he was but he was sick he had a fever or something and Karsten had a snowboarding day planned with some friends So he went out and I was kind of worried about Colton kind of like taking his temperature every however often. And he was quite young at the time. And he, Karsten goes snowboarding, literally doesn't even text me to ask how he's doing or anything. And I remember being so mad. I'm like, your kid is so sick. Like I'm thinking about bringing him to the doctors and you don't even like think to text how he is. Like if that, like um, as a mom, I would never have gone snowboarding. I'd be like so worried about, you know what I mean? It's like the different kind of worry, the different kind of thought. And it's just, it changes everything when you have a kid, the way that you behave as a person. And it's just kind of shitty when you're trying to like also grow your career. I don't know. Like it's, I do think it's definitely, you know, in our, DNA yeah and you know like that nurturing it's I noticed it like my mom always says like you didn't want kids and I was like when I was 16 I didn't want kids but I definitely noticed like the internal clock I was like okay yeah I want kids you know and you go through it and I like this is a really bad example but uh, you know as someone who you know I don't have a relationship with my dad Mm -hmm. he was around for 18 years and he's not around you know like he got to know me and like I think it's so much worse for you know a a parent but like a dad for instance Mm -hmm. to leave after you've gotten you know they've gotten to know the kid and this isn't it's never it's never okay to leave but I can somewhat understand why one would right away yeah because the woman goes through all the hormones all yeah. the like all of that and it's like it's nature that does that and yeah then, you know you have this baby and I do think I didn't have that necessarily like oh my god yeah like, you know that but it's I did feel that there was that instinct and for mm-hmm. a man I mean even the man that goes you know to all the appointments and yeah. feels the baby one day he is a dad yeah it just, there's the baby yeah. and now you're a dad and it's totally. never okay to leave ever. Yeah. But I think that in that case, like we it. have it yeah. in us. It's all those hormones yeah. that are pumping through us to be like, you must love this and yeah. you must take care of this. And it, I don't think it totally goes yeah. away. Isn't there something, and maybe this is just one of those myths that I've heard, but you know how most babies come out looking like the dad? Isn't that because of like, 
um, like primal stuff. So that way when the baby comes out and it looks like the dad, the dad's like, okay, yeah, that's mine. I'm going to love it. I wouldn't doubt it. Like I've heard that like a few times and it could be bullshit. Somebody fact check me. I need, (laughs) (laughs) but like it would make sense. Right. Because you know, if this baby looks nothing like you as a dad, you're definitely not going to connect to it either. Right. And do you not notice that most babies end up looking like their fathers? Like, and all these women are complaining, you know, I carried you nine months (laughs) and you would come out looking like your dad. It's like, I think there is a real, a reason for that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's bullshit, but I like, I, and I know Karsten, I'd be like, oh, the baby's moving, like, feel it. And he'd be like, okay, cool. Like, but he doesn't feel connected to this thing. But like, you're feeling it move inside you for nine months. And it's, you know, you're just like envisioning what your life is going to be. And, you know, like dads are just. And the hormones. (laughs) Yeah, they take over. Yeah, they absolutely do. Do you guys find your relationship has changed after having kids? Yeah, absolutely. You and Mike. Oh, Carly and Mike were so much more fun (laughs) passing out in the bathtub you know (laughs) good old days I kind of said like we got we were I don't want to say we had a kid we knew we wanted kids we didn't have you know a kid because we were bored but we were kind (laughs) of like okay we've done like we've done all the things like we went to Australia for our honeymoon for three weeks like Mm. that was kind of on my bucket list and I was like okay you know like it's it's time like you know and my you know I said we're not fun anymore like we don't you know and he's like we just we just for we just forgot how like we don't I mean and I also think like that's a phase like Mm -hmm. that's there's a phases of life and we kind of I don't want to say gave that up but you know we we made this decision and I think that's a huge thing like I said to my friend once you know I know I asked for this but it's so hard like I I, I signed up but like you can't dabble yeah you can't just be like I'm gonna try this yeah you're all see if I like it you you're in and so I like we committed to it and and what you think it's gonna be is not what it is like I remember envisioning life with a baby and life with kids and I don't know what I thought but it I don't think it was this like I don't know what uh, yeah, it's definitely a game changer. And like, I don't really desire to have, you know, go, to be honest, like go to parties yeah. or have parties. Yeah. Like I, I kind of had realized I have kind of social anxiety. I don't mm. really like that. You know, I, I prefer smaller gatherings yeah. where you can actually talk to everybody, you know, right. but yeah, I don't, I don't miss that. But he was like, I think we just, we just forgot how to party, and you know. But I think that's a choice we all kind of make. Yeah, we give and it like, up. And partying's not the same when you're in your thirties, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Ugh. So I think I don't know. We're just we're way more lame. Like yeah. we're just tired and <laughs> <laughs> go to bed early. Do you are you guys able to spend time with each other just as a couple, or is it always as a family? I, I mean when we fall asleep on the couch at night <laughs> is that as a couple <laughs> like as a couple we're falling asleep <laughs> together yeah oh yeah that's yeah great quality so, time but I do think that's like that's I I definitely crave more like engagement like mm-hmm. you know we go for family walks almost every night right. and that's probably gonna stop once winter comes but we're lucky with this fall we've been getting yeah like there's usually snow on the ground by now yeah I mean the good thing is we have a dog so it's kind of like we should yeah. walk the dog yeah. and you know but that's I mean that's even the family walks Crosby he has this little jeep he likes to drive and you know like as toddlers ADD he's in the car jeep he's out of the jeep like so like we're trying to have a conversation but it's like Crosby yeah (laughs) go step on the gas get off the road I noticed that so much we sit at the table every night for dinner and you know the kids are 
blabbing on about whatever Colton's talking about one thing McKenna's talking about something else and we're like okay you guys like can you just eat your dinner like mommy and daddy are trying to talk we'll be you know how was your day you know or you know what about this email did you get it blah 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 like we'll just be trying to have a conversation and the kids just interrupt and interrupt and now we don't even bother anymore if the kids are awake we just talk about the kids like if we're actually going to have a conversation it's after the kids are in bed and we try to do you know Friday nights or Saturday nights, we'll like play a game of crib and like have a glass of wine and like just chat with each other, you know, because I find we were getting certain points of our life since we've had kids because Colton's six now. So we've gone through like a few phases, but sometimes it feels like we literally are just co-workers yeah getting through the day you know it's like so who's gonna pick up the kid did you pick up groceries what are we having for dinner I'm gonna go to fold the laundry and go to bed I'll see you tomorrow like and it's like how is that a marriage (laughs) Mike was uh he went to grab some booze for a friend um recently after Crosby gone to bed and I was like oh can you stop at Walmart diapers are on sale yeah and then we were discussed, like, so we called and was like, I don't know, like, which ones you want or, you know, and so then I went upstairs and checked what size and like, we were having this whole discussion, but I was like, oh, well, like, isn't this like, aren't we in such a great place? Like, we're, you know, like we're on the phone <laughs> discussing diapers. <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, do you need any tampons? And I was like, actually, <laughs> yeah, I think they might be on sale. <laughs> right? Which is like, I think that that's really endearing. Like, I yeah. love how like comfortable it is but at the same time I think you know I always say once you know Crosby and what other kid maybe is you know grown and moved out like you need to still want to be around that person and I don't want to say you're going to be like who is that person but it kind of feels a little bit like that like you said like co-workers I've mentioned to Mike before like we're like roommates you know that's like and I know especially right after we had the kids like there's no way I was wanting to have sex like I just had a baby and I'm like leaking milk and you know you hear them on the monitor and like you can't have sex when you're hearing your baby you know it's everything so like we went a while without it and then like okay now we're definitely just roommates like yeah you know we don't have any and I remember there was times where I'm like what am I even doing married to you because like we have you know and I think you go through those phases but now I'm we make it a point to spend time with each other and like not even talk about the kids or diapers or you know what I mean? Like just talk about ourselves and like what we enjoy doing. And, you know, luckily for us, we have babysitters. Carson's mom will almost always babysit. We just have to ask and she'll do it. And so we're able to even just go for a bike ride together, like go for dinner together. Do you know that's really good? Yeah. I think that's, you know, like that's something that Mike and I aren't very good at. Like I've joked with Mike before. He's just he does a lot like he we don't have that I don't want to say that conventional like he generally makes most of the meals I do the cleaning but he's so you know just comfortable and um you know like I I do the dog I do all like you know the doctor's appointments and the you know the the vet and all that kind of stuff but I'm like he used to travel before COVID and we would just kind of joke just that like we have this trust. We're so comfortable that I'm like, you could be like having an affair. Like you could be like, I'm going on a work trip yeah, and, really and I would are. have no idea. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, who are you kidding? You would have to, you'd have to book my affair. Like <laughs> between six and seven, yeah. you're seeing. <laughs> totally. I think about that sometimes too, because Karsten, I don't like people will be like, Oh, where's he working today? I'm like, literally no idea. Like he could be at any corner of the city. Like, I don't know what he, like we do not talk about work 
ever. Like he doesn't really know my job. I don't really know his. Cause it's like, I don't fucking care, but it's like, also that means he could be on a work call or like going to fix like even tonight he had to leave to go drop off plans out of sight and i'm thinking like really but like i don't know i actually do trust him and believe him but it's just kind of like yeah you easily could be doing something and i would be like oh okay yeah I think, yeah, you need to make a constant effort and that's yeah. something that we're just so tired. It's, and I don't know a, why, like, it just feels it's, always so tired. It's having little kids. I, I'm telling you, like, I know exactly. <laughs> like, it's really, really hard to make time for, like, yourself as a couple or even yourself as a person. Like, do you ever go and, like, do things just for yourself? Like, get a pedicure? No, not yeah. really. <laughs> so let's make some goals. Right? Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. I have to plan it in for me, like me time. But I think totally even just going for walks like we did the other night. I think that's really important to do is just like get out, get away from your family, get away from your husband, just like go out and like do something, even if it's by yourself, you know, like at the beginning of COVID, I went for a walk every single day by myself, like every day, like down the hill in Cranston, just to like get a little bit of exercise and some steps, but mostly just to like get away from my family. Cause at that point the kids were home the whole, like all the time, depending on where, like at the, what stage of COVID it was, Karsten was home a lot too. And I'm like, I just need time by myself to listen to a podcast and just like get outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important. Cause I find if I'm around my family too much, I start resenting them. I start resenting how much they need me. I start resenting yeah. how much I do. And not that Carson doesn't do stuff, but I'm not thinking about that when I'm in like, I hate you mode. I'm thinking of all the things that I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know. I still, you know, I don't, I've never was that person who's like, oh, I want to be a mom. Like, I don't mm. see mom as something like a singular thing that right. you, you can be a mom and be a lot of other things. But I think part of it for me is I used to ride horses mm-hmm. and that was like, I loved it. I still love it. I just, I can't really do it. Cause so, you're back. Yeah. Oh. So then we snowboarded. And that doesn't really happen. Yeah. I mean, and I think this is the year probably to get like, we can take Crosby yeah. out and but We're talking it's about almost that like too. I had a thing, like I've always had a thing that I do, you yeah. know, and riding, that was a big, I mean, yeah. I remember being glad when I got rid of my horses because it was, became such a commitment. I was oh. riding two horses a day, almost seven days a week. Wow. So I, and, and now thinking back, I'm like, how did I do it? I had a job. I went out and rode my horses. I didn't get home until probably, I don't know, eight, nine o'clock. I did laundry, you yeah. know, like did I, now I have a kid and I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess yeah. I see that. Like you, you know, that's in you to be like the yeah. super superhero to yeah. some extent, but I'm like, how am I going to have time? You know, I think that we do what we have to, like, I was even thinking with how did I back when I was commuting downtown, how did I possibly get everything done and you just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just something gives out. ultimately. Yeah, and I that's think that's, true. that's the thing is. So is the back from just like years of riding horses or what is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, and I think about it and I remember telling my mom, this is sounds really bad, but I was like, if I die riding, know that I died doing what I love. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, if Crosby ever said me that to me, but I do, <laughs> I do think that whatever he does, I want him to love it. Yeah. Like I'm never going to force him to do anything, yeah. but I, you know, it's one of those things now I'm like, did it do me any good in a way? Because that I do feel like there was a bit of like, that was my identity. And mm-hmm. I still, I think struggle with that a little bit. I was a rider. Yeah. 
now and it was it was a whole world like there's yeah. a whole world you know of riders and everybody's yeah. connected and everybody knows everybody and yeah yeah that's you know and most of my friends that yeah. were in that world don't ride either like you know it's it's is it something you outgrow or like do they I think it's just hard to sustain like it's a, you know when you have your own horse it's a huge commitment like if you have if you're competing mm-hmm. it's like they're an athlete yeah so they need to be exercised at least once a day maybe yeah. they have one off day but yeah it's a huge commitment it's a huge cost I think people might there's there are people I and you know I think a lot of it has to do with money to be yeah. honest it's expensive. I don't know how I had two horses and was living out on my own like yeah. I have no you know you they paid cost, for all that yourself yeah wow and I I had it like pretty good I found a place that I think for both horses it was a thousand bucks a month mm-hmm. but that was on top of what I was paying for rent for my car that was just for them to live that wasn't their you know their feed wow. their they needed their hooves trimmed their, the lessons that you took because for me it wasn't about just like having a horse in a field and going yeah. and riding down you know in the yeah. field like people have said that before like why don't you just get on a horse and go ride well for me it was a it was a competition thing yeah. like it wasn't you know you don't just I feel like people who play I mean there are people who do like shinny with hockey yeah. and stuff but generally there's there's still like yeah. a, a, I want to say like a season you're not or... just like casually skating like Karsten won't ever just go skating he's like if I'm gonna go I'm playing hockey it's yeah. like similar idea I yeah guess. he's like I'm not gonna just go skating like what's the point of that that'd be like you just going riding <laughs> yeah yeah and I think yeah. like I do uh, it I have a new appreciation for it um it's super cathartic like brushing mm. them it, mm-hmm. it became a chore when I at the end of it for mm. me so I'm glad I was glad that it ended but I definitely do miss it and I think that's still like a huge part of me yeah. so um do you think that's something you could get into at a later age I don't know. Like now that I have a kid, I'm just kind of like, is it worth it? Like, yeah. and that's, I guess what I was saying is like, I ended up quitting in the end anyways. So maybe I shouldn't have ridden mm-hmm. at all because now I have <laughs> this back problem yeah. that, I mean, it affects my life with my kid, like yeah. the cars thing sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, kids have such a low center of gravity anyways. It's obviously easier for them to like drive cars around bending over, yeah. but that is just like excruciating. Like I'm often like, can I lay, can I yeah. do this laying or yeah. sitting, you know? And even like at the end of the day, there's some days where I can't even like bear to, you know, do the dishes and like uh, be over the sink. Yeah. Um, but so you're thinking like, if I never would have ridden in the first place, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, I know a guy whose son, I think he's 18 or 19 and he played hockey, but he got so many, actually, I think he only had three concussions, one really bad one. And then a few like bad ones, but he now has developed epilepsy. He has all these seizures. He can't drive. He's got like all of these things because of all of the concussions. Right. And they asked him like, if you could go back and like never play hockey, like, what would you do? And he's like, I don't think I would play hockey because he, on his 18th birthday, his friends are all at some restaurant he could feel the seizure coming on. And he went out to his car and had a seizure by himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is something that affects your whole life. And once that guy told me that story, I was like, I don't want my kids playing any kind of sports like that because yeah, it's fun. And the chances of a back injury that's going to, you know, like, I don't know how common it is with horse riding, but the 
concussion thing is not super common, but it's common enough yeah. that it's a worry. Accident. I mean, I guess it depends. Like I, I was jumping like yeah. you're, you're that impact. Yeah. The impact. And then like, if your horse decides not to go like you and you get thrown, like there's, you know, I think my mom, there was one time where she thought that I was like, I broke my neck or I broke my uh, back and like, based on what she saw, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't recall it being bad at all, but I just think the potential for like, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, even just being around horses ultimately, and I don't, I, I'm not like, don't do things yeah. because you could get hurt, but I've, I've known of people who are, you know, big in the riding world and, you know, were picking the horse's hooves or putting some wraps on the horse's leg and the horse kicked up to, you know, get a fly, got yeah. them in the head and they died. Yeah. So I think again, as a mom now, yeah. I'm just like, is it really worth yeah. Is it really worth it? And I, you know, part of me is like, well, my back's not any better because I went to countless doctors and specialists who were like, quit riding, quit riding. Like, this is what's wrecking your back. And I quit and it's not mm-hmm. really, I don't, it's not really that much better. So I'm kind of like, well, at least maybe the I'm, damage was done already, right? Yeah, I think so. Like that I did have, you know, I think I, there was one specific fall I remember where I was bucked off and I was probably like, I don't know, my horse was over six feet tall. So he yeah. probably launched me eight or 10 feet in the air wow. and I landed on the ground on the grass on my knees. So my spine took all the impact and I was 18 and I was like, ah, it's just a muscle. It's fine. And I think that's another thing too, is just taking care of your body. You yeah. don't, you don't really realize it when you're young, yeah. that like fighting. I, there was the something pain. serious that happened. I don't know what, cause I didn't go to the doctor. Right. I went, I rode, I continued to ride almost seven days a week yeah. and basically never allowed whatever happened to heal. So yeah, yeah that's a, <laughs> uh, it's like the whole just topic of what do you, and then if your kids are showing interest in, let's say hockey or horse riding in your case, you know, do you say, sure, go ahead, join this sport? <laughs> like, what is your thoughts on I that? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I don't even think like there's that, like, you know, I could live vicariously through yeah. him, but I don't even feel that. Like I, you know, I want to do it myself for myself. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I, if he really wanted to do it, I think I would, I would let him, but I would, yeah. I mean, but there's lots of people who don't have, I'm not saying there's people like, that's the thing. And you get, well, I was going to say, I guess I got thrown from the horses one time I remember, Yeah. but I had been thrown like, it's a saying or a thing in the riding world that like you get, you fall off a horse a hundred times and like, you know, you've Mm -hmm. made it kind of thing. And so I definitely fell off well over a hundred times. Yeah. And I think about it now and I'm like, there's no way that like at least half of those didn't do something to my body. Yeah. So... It's like any of those sports. So like the football kids, you see that like back to the concussions, but that concussion movie with Will Smith, like, like high impact sports or, you know, anything you're like, why, what's the point? Like just for what? Or, um, gymnasts, like the shit that they put their body through for what the potential that maybe they get to go to the Olympics. Like, I don't see the point. I think that's the thing. It's really hard to be like, Oh, like you're not going to probably not going to stick with this or, yeah. you, you know, you might do it for 10, 15 years, yeah. but are you, you know, I don't know. I think, I think like I'll probably mu- let Crosby do whatever he chooses well, yeah. to do. I mean, I do, I have a friend who, had a really good point what his family did because I played baseball up until, I don't know, I was probably 
12 Mm -hmm. and then I found riding and you know my mom was like you can't riding was so expensive she was like you can't do both you have to pick one so me of course it was riding but I think that I lost like riding is a kind of a solo sport Mm -hmm. like it was as much as it's cool in that you have like your horse and you know they have their own mind too it's very much an individual sport so this friend of mine, his parents, they always, they could do kind of whatever sports or whatever activities, but there had to be an individual one and a team one, mm. which I think that's something, I mean, and I don't even know if we're going to be able to, like, I've heard hockey's really expensive. I mean, it's never going to be as expensive as riding. Yeah, so that's the thing. My mom made it happen, but I think that's something that I want to encourage because yeah. ultimately, even if you don't end up doing it for the rest of your life, I think it teaches valuable skills. Yeah. I think like I didn't really play any sports growing up and I definitely wish that I had, but at the same time, like I kind of like that my parents didn't ever force me to do anything either. Right. So like I like, and also it's like we have friends who have their kids in a bunch of stuff already. Same age as our kids. And Colton's been in hockey and kind of was in dance. Like we do like a little bit here just to see if they like it. But I'm thinking like, I have to stop what I'm doing twice a week, drive you to some soccer field to watch you run around and chase butterflies. Like, fuck that. Like, you know, so that's just the selfish side of me. But then as they get older, you need to have them in something. But is it more for, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I think again, our generation is very much like, I don't know what book this was from, but it talks about kind of like, if you're, you're not ahead of it, you're behind. Like Mm. I'm not... I don't really remember being in sports until I, or any, like maybe T-ball, but I feel like I was at least five or six and I don't, I'm not really that into it. Like Mike was talking about putting Crosby in like Timbit soccer and I was just kind of like, oh, it's going to be like dinner time, like for, you know, they just, they need to want to do it. And that's, that's right. Like we had Colton in soccer last year and he enjoyed it, but it was twice a week. We had to go to this field at six o'clock so you're kind of rushing there because at the time i was working downtown you know so you rush home get some dinner in him rush over to this field and we showed up and it was timbits they didn't even have a coach literally no coach it was like oh by the way your team doesn't have a volunteer coach so do one of the parents want to do it and we're all looking at each other like and all the guys like kind of step back and I like volunteered Karsten I'm like I guess my husband will he wasn't even there that day so I was like I get home by the way you're the coach he's like what he had to like google how to coach but he doesn't want to or even know how so then it was like half-assed and like these kids are just running around. It was just such a fucking shit show. And I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, I don't want to do it. Every Tuesday, Thursday was like, and then he like, Karsten hurt himself. So he wasn't able to like come or like, he like, I don't know, something happened with his ear. Like he literally couldn't leave the house. Like he was in so much pain. And I'm like, well, I'm not coaching. So I like bring the bag of balls and I just drop them. And I'm like, okay good luck like and Colton was sick too so I'm like my kid's at home like and then we just never went back because I was like fuck this like this is like and what was Colton getting out of it he was running around a field like chasing butterflies like literally yeah I think it's way better to be you know like Mike got Crosby as soccer ball Mike used to play soccer and he played hockey so I think that's kind of he he you know wants maybe Crosby to do that but I think that there's way more 
value in being like, let's as a family yes. take the soccer ball to the park and kick it around. I totally agree with that. Like Carson's really big and like even this year, instead of putting him in hockey, cause he was in the skating lesson things last year and he really liked them. It was good. Like this hockey, fake hockey thing. It wasn't a real team. I don't, I don't pay attention. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But he was going to do it again. But with all the COVID restrictions and stuff, you can't even go in the locker room with them. So, like, you have to get them dressed outside. And then how do you put their skates on? Like, it just seems like a nightmare. Yeah. So we're like, maybe not this year. And Carson's like, I'll just take them him skating, him and his little friend. Like, they'll just go. We have a good outdoor rink by our house. Like, we'll just take them. And I'm like, that is good enough. Yeah. Like, Do you can things. And then yeah. from there, they might be, if they say, like, I want to go skating yeah. again or I want to do that or again. Or if you see but... they've got a lot of skill. Because sometimes it's like, Okay, well, you obviously are never going to be a good skater. <laughs> like, but like, why would I spend all this money on putting you in this sport? You know, it's yeah. just like, I think that we feel pressure as parents again, this whole, like, we need to give them what we didn't have, or we don't want to fuck our kids up. So we got to like put them in sports. Cause that's what you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to, I don't know where the supposed to do how it came from. Cause yeah. I even like preschool, for instance, yeah. like I keep in touch a little bit with my, you know, baby group, mm-hmm. they're toddlers now, but toddler yeah. group. And, you know, we, Crosby's in a day home, so, which she's got her, I think, early childhood okay, yeah, certificate or something. So she does, like, it's very, it's pretty structured. And, you know, she teaches them along the way, like, there's alphabet on the wall and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. And I, you know, at the, everybody was starting to put their kids, oh, are you doing preschool? Are you doing preschool? And I was like, yeah. no, nope, I'm doing the day home thing. And, like, I want to say... Well, then COVID happened and it was kind of like, hey, what's everybody doing? And I was just like, status quo. Like yeah. I, you know, and I'm, again, I'm reading this book that talks about just letting kids be kids. Like yeah. they're supposed to play. I just, I, and I learned really, by playing. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think the Dutch and the Danish, like there's a couple books, like the, I think it's the Danish way of parenting mm. and stuff where it's just like letting them be kids. Like why are we, and it's actually showing that like kids who are, you know, more pressured or starting mm-hmm. academics early earlier are having higher uh rates of adhd and really yeah so i'm just kind of like it's hard though i do think it's hard when it's like oh what preschool i'm kind of yeah. I, I do have days where i'm like oh is he learning enough and then yeah. i'm like stop he's I, playing he's learning how to interact like if i'm not putting him in you know kindergarten that's yeah. another thing but i based on i think what he's getting at day home yeah. i feel like it's enough i really really like what you're saying here because i struggle with that so much that's why i'm such a fan of daycare as opposed to day home and my the reason i always say that is cuz they learn so much i didn't have to teach my kids the alphabet i literally i didn't i didn't teach them any of their songs that they know i'm sure a lot of day homes are good and they do that too but, but like, there are yeah there totally. are some day homes who are just totally like, so but in my mind i'm like my kids need to be learning because before i had kids i'm that parent you know the parent who knows everything before they have kids i'm like my kids are going to learn at all chances you know like every moment is a learning opportunity like i don't know why i had that in my head and then, so, you know, they go through their daycare and they know their songs and their letters and their alphabets and their numbers and how to write their name. So then Colton comes out of it and goes to kindergarten last year. And it was good. It was fine. It was, I felt like he was on board with everybody else, same level. But then COVID happened and, you know, I'm kind of having to teach him from home for from March to June and it, I'm still trying to work full time. So I kind of half-assed it. And then he goes into grade one and all I can think is like, oh fuck like a bunch of these kids know how to read already and my kid is nowhere near knowing how to read I am the biggest failure ever like literally this happened to me like just a month ago you know because school just started and 
I've in the past month finally realized I'm like, you didn't fail. Like most no. kids in grade one do not know how to That's read. what they're supposed to do in grade one is, is learn, learn how to read. read. I know. But in my mind, cause he came home and he said, yeah, there's a couple of kids in my class who know how to read. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I failed you. I should have been teaching you over the summer. Like daycare wasn't good enough. You know, maybe I should have been like, cause I just kind of left it up to the daycare and kindergarten. I'm like, teach my kid. And then I'm like, should I have been like doing cue cards with him? You know? Cause I put this pressure on myself and it, I I don't know where it comes from That's like and again know. do you really i don't know i don't know about you but do you want to be the like i i think i did it a little bit when crosby was younger you know he had this these little cards that yeah. had animals and letters yeah. and i'm going through it, and he wasn't really that interested in it so do it, you want to be that you know I do it for myself. who's like sit down sit yeah. down and learn it's learning time or do you want to like go teach him something yeah. i don't know like uh, learn by conversation and like i keep saying and like i think i'm just saying all this out loud right now to like talk myself through it because i need to like say it out loud to like actually change my own mind because i know it's bullshit <laughs> but like kids learned so much from just experiencing and watching and seeing and doing so i think you're right like have these conversations with your kids expose them to different kind of words and whatever they're gonna pick it up like kids. i feel like part of its cost like mike was even mm. saying well preschool is like less money than than day home full time uh, and i was like yeah but then you need like an after or yeah. before or after school person yeah. and like someone to drive them i yeah. was like and again to me like i paid a thousand dollars a month for two horses just to be somewhere <laughs> if i can't spend nine hundred dollars a month on my kid yeah. you know for care yeah. like to me that's worth it yeah. so i i do just think there's i don't know if it's information out there like i'm not seeking information to be like how to be a better mom yeah. how to make my but i just feel like it's this society in yeah. general like even the the baby group being like yeah. is he in preschool and then you're like i don't know being, is he supposed to right totally and still even i'm like oh is he learning enough you know but it, it comes back and i don't know where that comes from but i truly believe that like he's going to all the kids kind of and especially i think with them because now they've what mandated kids can they have to be five the year that they start mm -hmm. by the end of the year, the year that they start kindergarten. Yeah. So yeah. it's, they're, they're kind of forcing you yeah. to, you know, Crosby's going to be five and a half by mm -hmm. the time he starts, starts mm -hmm. kindergarten. Yeah. But again, like they're all going to catch up. Like they're yeah. all going to be learning these same things. You're and so right. You're so, so right. And, but I th like, is it the competition kind of thing? Like I, we're trying to wrap up here. We've gone quite long, but like, um, is it like a, you put your own ego on your kid, right? So like if you have this kid who's like really bad at learning, like it, this is for me at least. If Colton did really bad at school and the teacher was calling me and like, I don't know, man, he just can't read and he's in grade four or something. I would be like, take that as like uh, something against me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I've done something wrong. And like it's a terrible way to look at it, but it, it's, it is what it is. Your kids are a reflection of yourself, right? So I think in my mind, I'm like, while I'm like a go-getter, like figure it out, like be ahead kind of person, like that's how my kid should be. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. that's why I was like, what do you mean he can't read? But then his teacher phoned me and I was like, actually, he's a really strong reader, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, phew. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like fucked up how you put that pressure on yourself. I don't know. Do you do that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think I'm I'm quite there yet, but I definitely, yeah, I think I definitely, I, I do think I would take yeah. that 
personally. Yeah. I mean, or even, if your kid's being, I don't know, your kid's like a sweetheart. So maybe you don't deal with this, but like Colton, we'd be at play dates and he would like steal somebody's toy. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? Cause I'd like, I'm not an asshole. Like I don't want my kid to I be an asshole. It goes back you know? to just not wanting your kid to be an asshole, yeah. wanting them to be a good person. You yeah. think like the earlier, and I do think maybe that's part of it is we have the knowledge now. Like I, you know, I do need to get Crosby to clean up his toys. That's yeah. one of the things that I'm like, oh, we should have started that early. But like <laughs> we sit at the dinner table. Yeah. Like he can't leave until like he doesn't have to eat. Yeah. I mean, I'd hope he would eat. Yeah. I'll be crazy <laughs> if he doesn't eat. But <laughs> we we sit at the dinner table for dinner. That's yeah. just what we do. Totally. So the more you make it, you know, a habit. Yeah. And so maybe that's part of it. If I get started early, mm-hmm. you know, then it won't be a problem later. Yeah. But I think it's, again, we're trying to get way ahead of, and, and I'm that's yeah. me. That's totally me. Yeah. Like I... I'm 10 steps ahead and I have yeah. to like take it back to like, let's just deal with like this day, this yeah. week. Yeah. But I think maybe that's part of it is if I get ahead of it, then, you know, it's not going to be a problem, but yeah. you know, to prevent problems, but that, <laughs> that still doesn't mean like, even if you're doing everything right, that your kids know. maybe you can be a doctor or and a lawyer and a judge and still have a meth yeah. head kid. <laughs> yes. yes, you can. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I think overall we're talking about how to not screw up kids. I don't, I think just love them, give them a shit ton of like, make sure they know that they're loved and that they can come to you with anything. Make them like, listen to them, I guess. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to listen to them talk about, you know, what their teacher said and you know, like boring stuff that, and you actually listen then I guess they'll feel comfortable to come to you with the big stuff when they're Mm -hmm. older, right? Yeah, and, like, I don't know, I even think this, like, having the conversation. I think we're uh, maybe, and that's the thing, we're more open of a generation, but we need to talk about the hard stuff, too, you know, and, and you know, like, have someone talk you out of it and be like, why are you feeling guilty? Yeah. Yeah, like, why do we feel, it's just... That's a very good point, actually, because we all have these feelings and this like competition, you know, with your kids in preschool, like mine, should mine be like, oh, well, you know, am I doing something wrong? It's like, no, you're doing, you know, if you have these conversations with enough people, you realize like there is no point comparing because every kid's going to be different anyways. And And how many, like, didn't our parents say like, oh, if your friend jumped off a bridge with you and now we're all like, well, they're jumping off a bridge. So what? My kids should. Oh my God. That's so (laughs) true. Like everybody's doing it. It's changed now. Yeah. I think probably we can see again we can see and connect more with what other other people were doing maybe that's part of it our parents didn't have the social media the mom groups the resources to be like this is what i'm doing what are you doing yeah yeah yeah. i've read 47 books on this and written three blog posts (laughs) yeah so there's more information out there there's more access to it and you know even the people who are asking actually i had i asked someone on facebook something crosby i told you he hit his tooth fell on his face and i asked kind of hey uh, dentist says he might need to have a root canal. Does anybody have any like, and apparently it's really common for kids between two and three to have like to do this. Mm. And someone came back and was like, yeah, some, and it wasn't even her kids. Like friends of mine, kids had both like, you know, had that happen. And both of them had, you know, cav- lost all their front teeth or something. And I was <laughs> like, I was, and I even said like looking, you know, anxious mom looking yeah. for, you know, just some, experience if anybody's had that experience and you know that's the thing there's someone out there who's like yeah no all their teeth are gonna fall out and it's like (laughs) okay well that I mean I'm you know aware enough to be like well that wasn't helpful thanks tips like 
but that's just that information even when you're seeking and you put it out there like i'm anxious and i'm looking for does anybody have any experience with this there's there's someone or something (laughs) who's like worst case scenario will happen to you yeah yeah (laughs) but our parents didn't have that right and in some ways they probably struggled a lot more internally because they didn't have someone to talk to maybe or you know but at the same time they didn't necessarily see what other people were doing either. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. And I think there was a lot more stigma behind um, like talking about your issues too, right? Like, oh, you're struggling? You mean you you don't like playing with your kid? Well, I guess no parent played with their kids on the floor back then. But (laughs) just like, you know, you you, it wasn't okay to say it was hard. You know what I mean? Like you just do it. They all had to be tough and just, Yeah, yeah. Just tough it through. Okay, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Carly. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if we really like had a general theme of this oh, conversation. Goodness, it was not. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. As usual, I want to thank anybody who made it to the end of the episode. It means so much to me that you guys take time out of your life to listen to me chat with people, which is something I'd be doing anyways. So I don't really know why I record it. I feel like everybody needs to hear these conversations. (laughs) If you get any value out of this or if you enjoy what you hear, share it with your friends. You can take a screenshot and tag me in it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. That would mean the world to me. And if you have any comments, I'm sure a lot of you do. Parenting is something that we all have our opinions on. So leave me a comment. You can send me a DM. You can, most of you have my number, just text me. That's kind of what happens after every episode. I get a few texts from you guys and I love it. Uh, Yeah, let me know what you guys think. Or you can go to the Facebook group and start a conversation about this all. Like, I'm sure the whole idea of putting your kids in sports or, you know, even addiction in families, whether it's genetic or not, like, I know we all have opinions on this stuff and I would love to talk to the rest of you about it. So, uh, yeah, put some input in and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Catch you on the next one. Bye.